Hi and welcome to another episode of Up Next. This is your host Ali Murtada, and today I'm joined by Abdullah Al-Hirani, the founder of the page at Sneakers Bilarabi. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So, hi Abdullah, and welcome to Up Next. Hi Ali, thanks for having me. I mean, it's great to have you, and you know, I personally love your content, so I can't wait to know more about your story. So why don't we kick things off by leaving the floor to you to tell us more about yourself and your page? Um, okay, so uh, as you said, my name is uh, Abdullah Al-Hurani. Two months ago, I started my um, own page on Instagram. It's called Sneakers Bil Arabi, which literally means sneakers in Arabic. The reason why I started this is because I've always been a fan of uh, sneakers. It's uh, kind of where most of my money goes. No, not even most, like uh, almost all my money, actually. I have more shoes than my wife, and this is something that maybe um, triggers her a little bit. But, uh, I mean, it's just how things work. I've noticed in recent times that there hasn't been anyone, uh, at least not anyone that I know of, uh, that does uh, reviews in Arabic. I mean, since then, people have pointed out some uh, some personalities or some figures that do it uh, but the scene itself is not as established as it is in other parts of the world like the states or europe or whatever so i thought this might be a good chance uh, i already have a good collection myself and i'm always buying new uh, sneakers as they roll out so i felt it might be good to just shed some light on the sneaker scene the culture what pairs maybe that might be interesting to people, what they want to see, how they like to see it, um, what news there is, what maybe what's more appealing to them than other things. But I always wanted to do it in Arabic because that's the whole point. Uh, just bringing more a more Arabic presence to the sneaker scene and the entire culture uh, around it. So it's weird talking about it in English because the, the whole point of it was to do it in Arabic. But uh, I mean, uh, yeah, this is pretty much uh, the, the, the gist of it. You just answered my second question because I was about to ask like, why are you doing it in Arabic? And you're right on because there are barely, I mean, barely if any pages that kind of review them in Arabic. Just like I've been kind of aware of the scene for like the past two years and nothing is in Arabic at all. Like let alone people that sell, you know, like sometimes on Dubizzle, someone might put the description in Arabic. But then someone that actually reviews, shows you the stuff, why you should get them, why you shouldn't. It is, it, well, I personally have never seen it before. And you know something that's really special about what you do it is is that it's literally the definition of taking something that you like and turning it into your your passion and then turning it into something much bigger. Like it is such a niche, but like you're saying, you were always collecting, you're always doing all of this. So what I want to know is kind of how and why did you make that transition from just like a hobby to something much bigger? I mean, uh, it's. There's so many factors that affect this. Um, so many, uh, so many different moving parts that factor into this uh, answer. But uh, um, I think it's just the idea that I always, I always like to talk. Uh, I'm a, I'm a very talkative person. Uh, my friends, um, my friends and my family, they, they all know this. Um, and like you said, it's something that I haven't seen before. Uh, it's something I really care about. I'm passionate about. So um, I thought it might be good, you know, 
just to uh, take all this stuff that um, that I have, all this, uh, all these talking points, and then just put them in front of a video. I mean, I've always liked to uh, say what I think, um, and I, I feel I'm I'm okay talking to uh, to a camera. I'm not saying like I'm like I'm a celebrity or someone who's like been in front of cameras his whole life, but um, I'm just okay with it. It doesn't it doesn't scare me. Um, I think it was about time everyone's doing their own thing. So um, why not me? You know, I think this is always the uh, this is always the argument that people will always say, uh, "Oh, look, someone is doing it." Oh, look, look what he's doing. Uh, and then after this, people will always say, "Why not me?" And then when someone tells them do something, um, that's where the conversation ends. They'll be like. <clears throat> No, no, I can't do it. It's not for me. Or no, ma, what will people say? How will they react? What if they don't like it? Uh, for me, I just I'm like whatever. I'm just uh, I'll just do it, and we'll see how it goes. And I think it was one of the yeah, it was one of the best decisions uh, I made. The, I mean, we'll we'll talk about this uh, later, I'm sure. But uh, the the amount of positive feedback that I've received from people is just. Um, it it gives everything a purpose. Uh, I don't know if this uh, makes sense. Definitely, it makes like all these long nights editing, the the mental breakdowns, trying to think like, okay, is this good enough? You know, because it gets so overwhelming with thinking of everything. Because you know, to someone that is viewing it, they just see a video, right? But then for you to make an IGTV video that is three minutes long, talking about a shoe, and when it comes to talking about a single pair of shoes, there's so much that you can say. But then, you know, with your knowledge, you factor that in and then you edit things yourself and then you focus on the lightning, script it, when should you post it? And then all of the the whole Instagram insights thing, it is such a hassle. But like you're saying, it's that feedback and knowing that like, you know, in one way or another, you could have helped someone, you know, put a smile on someone's face. It really makes it worth it. Okay, now I think it's only right then that we talk about your content. So those that aren't aware of your page, what exactly do you post on your page? If someone's about to open a sneakers blurb on Instagram, what should they expect? Uh, I mean, uh, the, the first thing that's going to hit you in the face are uh, just pictures of uh, sneakers. And then in between these pictures, you'll find uh, me either holding a sneaker or holding a box or whatever. Or uh, other times it's going to be a different um setting but uh what people can expect from sneakers Arabi is a very to the point uh short but accurate in my in my opinion at least a representation of a specific uh sneaker so um the videos are as you mentioned uh at most three minutes uh, i do my best to keep them under this just because this is on IGTV, and this means that most of the time people will just actually no, I think yeah, most of the time people will be watching it on their phones. So you just don't want them to keep uh, holding their phones for long. You know, nobody wants to do that. Just stare into a phone for three, four minutes, not doing anything. Um, and then yeah, I just talk about the sneaker when it released, how much it cost at release, how much it costs now, if this is applicable to that specific sneaker. What are things I like? What are things I don't like? How it fits? Uh, and who this sneaker is for? Like who might be the people that are most attracted to this sneaker? And this uh, this last bit is uh, 
it's just like a, a funny send off to to whoever's watching like it's not always that accurate it's just a way to lighten up the um, the mood of the whole video i guess and then apart from these videos you'll see on the story that sometimes i'll ask people if they like a specific sneaker uh, in english there's always a term for it it's uh, cop or drop uh, i tried to bring that whole uh, terminology in uh, in arabic and then i say jeeb and then jeeb is uh, the cop part or seeb and seeb is the uh, is the drop part. Jeeb in Arabic means get, and Seeb means uh, let go. So it's uh, it, it fits right into uh, into those uh, translations. Uh, if I see people that are mm, liking or vibing with a specific sneaker, uh, I'll do my best to get it, maybe get in a review. If they say Seeb, but if it's something I like, I'll get it. Otherwise, I'll just uh, drop it. Uh, it's not worth that uh, that specific video. I mean, there's a lot of other things that are more appealing to people that I can be uh, talking about. And recently, I think I just started. Uh, I dropped my first Q and A video uh, because people are always asking. So every once in a while, I'm planning to do a uh, Q and A video that answers collective questions that uh, viewers may have with regard to sneakers. Or with regard to the page itself. I mean, I love how you fully translated the entire thing. If they can, even the stories, even the proper drop, every single terminology in the whole culture, you've fully translated it. And it fits perfectly with the page that you were saying. And you know, something else is uh, that I want to do is kind of take it back to the very beginning. You know, you just got the idea. You started the page. because You always got to launch the page first to make sure that you have the handle and no one else steals it from you. So what was going through your mind then? What did you want it to be like? On the long run, what was your vision for it? To be very honest, uh, when I first started, I had zero expectations. Uh, it's just something I wanted to do for fun. Uh, I think um, I hadn't really thought about um, long-term goals, but a short-term goal that I had was just uh, if I get like a pair or two of free sneakers, I mean, that's good. If by December, Soul DXV just messages me, they're like, hey, man, uh, you're like kind of someone we're interested in. You want to come in as a creator or like as a, not just as someone who enters or who's just into, or someone who just buys a ticket. No, like as someone who's on the creative side of things. Uh, as you may or may not know, Soul DXV got canceled this year because of everything that's been happening. but. Uh, that didn't really um, affect or phase me that much. Um, I'm still waiting on those free pairs of sneakers, but uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, now maybe if you ask me now, what's uh, what are your goals? I'll have a very different answer than the one I had two months ago. Um, I tell you, no, I want to be, now I want to be like a uh, spokes, not really a spokesperson, but maybe like a brand ambassador um i mean you see all of these uh, people public figures influencers even athletes that are sponsored by brands but then they all do a specific thing uh, some of them are uh, into fashion some of them are into a specific sport but there's not uh, just an average guy uh, someone who you can relate to that's maybe in that scene especially for sneakers i mean 
you have people representing all kinds of uh, brands for many different kinds of sports and the apparel that comes with it, but not someone who necessarily represents the sneaker culture, the, the laid back style, the look at this guy, he's just one of us, you know. Um, so yeah, I think that's maybe uh, my ultimate goal is to, I know, actually, no, it's, it's a long term goal to become a brand ambassador for uh, sneakers. But then my ultimate goal would be if I can design my own sneaker under the umbrella of a, um, a specific brand. I think this is, uh, this is very accurate, what I just said. I haven't really told it to anyone, but uh, <laughs> since you asked, I mean, yeah. You, you might say that it's uh, over-ambitious, but I mean, what is it if it's not ambitious? Why, why are we doing things? Exactly. And you know, I, I want to get back later on to something they just said. But before that, uh, out of curiosity, if you were to work with a brand right now, which brand would you choose to make your own purchase? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I've expressed my interest to uh, to working with or to appreciating or appealing to Nike. Uh, I think my videos uh, speak, uh, speak for this way more clearly <laughs> than... Uh, than I do. It's, it's nothing against any other brands. It's just that these, um, the guys at Nike, they're, um, I mean, they, they have a lot going on, but still they, they manage to always uh, keep going, go that uh, extra mile, uh, drop that coveted sneaker, uh, come up with this creative collab. Um, and this is something I think that uh, they as a brand have an advantage for over others. Definitely. I mean, Nike are definitely in their own region right now, not even in their own lane. You know, you, they got the Jordans, they got the Donch, they got everything. And even the Air Forces, like, the, you're getting a collab every now and then. And the Donch, especially this year, they've been uh, selling that crazy. And, you know, what I did want to get back into was the fact uh, that you said, you know, you were, just wanted to be someone relatable. And I find it crazy that in this day and age, being relatable as someone on social media is a very rare quality because you see a lot of this generation and wave of influencers they always try to be the next influencer or that influencer that has 100k so if anything they're kind of the same person but with different followers right literally different numbers this sums it up i mean anyone who's seen my videos will see that i'm just you know an everyday guy on some videos i'll have like really messy hair uh, my beard's long, it's messy, it's tangled, whatever. And then I was, ah, oh, I just went to the barber shop. You know, I look uh, more presentable. My t-shirts are just uh, random stuff you get from like the shop. Nothing too fancy. I think maybe this is uh, this is me. And what 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 you see on the video, uh, the person you see on the video is the person you will see in the street. It's the person you will uh, you will you know, you will meet at a gathering. You'll see at the mall. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't see a point to for me to try and be someone that um, that I'm not, or to just spend so much time and resources on appearances. Because for me, I, I feel this takes away from the content. You know, if if I'm gonna look 100% each and every time, uh, people, and then one day I dip, or even if I don't dip, people will always notice. Oh, look at this guy. He's uh, do you see what he was wearing? Did you see what uh, what he said? Did you see 
like for example, you notice I don't wear a watch because like, oh, look what the watch he's wearing, look what shirt he's wearing, look what brand. I mean, come on, it's just the brand is just either the brand of the sneaker I'm talking about, or it's from any up and coming uh, designer that just wants to get uh, maybe more exposure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I was saying, it's very weird that it's a rare quality nowadays. And you know, something else is that you made your first video around seven weeks ago. And now, mashallah, you're getting thousands of views on all of your videos. And, you know, I think your journey can give so much value to people, you know, like I was telling you before we started recording. Because quite literally anyone that wants to start their own page on Instagram, uh, Facebook, you know, if you want to appeal to people on Facebook or whatever you want to do, you are going to go through whatever you just went through. You're going to go through the same planning process, the same brainstorming process, the same challenges. You're going to make the same mistakes. That's why I was really excited to have you on because it's it's quite nice to see someone that is quite fresh on the scene and they did what everyone else is trying to do, that is grow right away. So hopefully with these next couple of questions, we'll be able to give a bunch of people a head start. So first up is what were some of the challenges that you faced and are still facing throughout your journey? I mean, look. the most difficult thing is to stay motivated. Uh, when you have an idea, um, at the first few days, maybe even the first few weeks, uh, you're you're pumped, you're you're hyped, you're you're hot, you're 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 burning. You uh, you just want to do it. You 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 want to finish it, get it out of the door, post, uh, release, whatever you want to call it, uh, and then. When you start something, there is this um, immediate surge because all your friends will be reposting you. Uh, you'll you'll see views and likes, and I'm just talking about this from a social media uh, aspect. You'll see all this stuff happening so rapidly, um, at, and then as you keep going. Uh, this support, I'm not going to say that it fades away, but uh, whoever is reposting may or may not still be reposting. The people who are seeing it will be like, okay, we know this guy. Uh, we didn't catch him. We Okay, we watched him the first time. We caught him the second time. Third time, I mean, I'm not that interested. Um, especially if it's for a niche market. Um, I mean... You really need to have something that's uh, appealing and attractive. Uh, so I've experienced it uh, many times. I think on my third week, I can't remember what week was it, the day I dropped the review of the Jordan 4s uh, collab with Off-White. The minute I uh, posted that video, I sat here on my couch and I was like, no, that's it, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, because by then uh, I had felt the first serious uh, dip in um, engagement, uh, viewers, and this 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 stuff gets to you. Uh, I mean, you say that oh no, it won't get to me. I'm just doing it for fun. But then when you when you start off really strong and explosive, uh, you just get accustomed to a certain standard. Um, but then, like, you need to have someone around to give you, like, a reality check. To be like, I mean, and for me, it was my wife. She was like, I mean, I'm sorry, but who do you think you are? Uh, you haven't been doing this for a month, and now you're like, oh, I'm not famous. I'm not, uh, I'm not someone with tens of thousands of followers. So when I got that reality check, I, uh, I, I bounced back, and then I just kept going. And then two weeks ago, 
um, someone who's who's a friend, uh, not not some like random outsider. He's like, bro, I mean, what the hell are you doing? Uh, nobody cares. Uh, it's very repetitive. Uh, you always say the same things, and I'm like, man, it's a review. I mean, it is repetitive because there's a certain structure. Uh, there's certain things people are looking for. Uh, but then I took what he said. Um, it, it didn't bring me down or anything, but it just took me back to the drawing board. What else can I do? And then since then, you'll see that the cold opening of the uh, the videos have changed. It's not always three words and then the box and whatever. Uh, and you'll also notice a different kind of video. Uh, I mean, if you're watching this the day we recorded, until, so far we only have the reviews and that single Q&A video. But moving forward, uh, you'd be noticing that there are multiple Q&A videos. There is talk about other things, not necessarily sneakers, but maybe care products, like sneaker care products, uh, more in-depth views of a certain specific pair, um, items that people have sent over to review. So... I mean, that's the first thing. You you just need to keep going. And always take any um, feedback, negative or positive, but you as a person just receive it in a positive way um, because your biggest haters are like the ones closest to you because they, they feel that they are at liberty to, uh, to, 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 to tell you right in the face that, okay, no, listen, this, this sucks or, okay, this is good or you need to change things up a bit. So the most important thing is to just keep going. Definitely. I mean, that first dip that you're talking about, I can fully relate to it because especially when you're starting anything out on social media, you'll have all of your friends, all your family sharing the hell out of it. Everyone is going to be DMing you. Oh my God, that is so nice and everything. And then week after week, it's going to be it's downward slope, you know. Uh, people forget about it. The hype around the whole thing would have disappeared. And then it hits you. It kind of gets overwhelming. Like, okay, am I going to stop now? And then I, I personally felt this. I'm sure almost everyone that has done anything on social media has felt the same thing. But like you were saying, you know, if you like what you're doing, then you're going to keep going because views and everything aren't going to explode exponentially overnight or it's not even going to take a week or two or three it's going to take time you know but you just got to keep putting out the content keep putting out whatever it is that you're doing and then you it will pay off because if you just sit down and do nothing have i always say this i say this on like almost every episode but having one or two viewers is better than having zero when you stop i don't know that's 100 uh, percent accurate and then it's just a matter of always staying relevant um I mean, you might have the best idea ever, but then over time, it's just going to fade away. People won't care about it anymore. So uh, that's just it. You, apart from moving and going forward and keep going and all that stuff that you'll hear, um, you need to always find ways to stay relevant. And in my case, people will always tell me, oh, why aren't you talking about this brand? Why aren't you talking about this sneaker? Why aren't you talking about this? Why don't you talk about that? I mean... Sure, I can. I can go pick up a pair of whatever brand sneakers and talk about them, but I know that's not what people want to see, especially since I'm targeting uh, sneakerheads or people who might be even remotely interested. Um, if I have something that I don't personally like or that I think doesn't get enough traction here, um, 
just to like make a new video or to find new content then what's the point uh it's irrelevant it's uh you're just doing your you're, you're not doing yourself any favors um just by you know finding any content uh, to create and I've, I've suffered from this mistake in one of my videos it, it wasn't really that much uh, trendy or catchy and then you'll see the views are down because people they don't really want to see this they don't want to share it with their friends they, they don't feel it's uh it's what they like so staying relevant is also a very important uh, aspect and it's it's sometimes i mean it's easy to say oh i'm just gonna stay relevant but uh, it's it's hard when you want to think about it because what is relevant uh, relevant is relative you know to, to certain people so you just need to see who your followers are what they like and how you can build and emphasize on this more definitely i mean staying relevant that you're saying is nowhere near easy like when you start putting it down on the board you're like okay i'm gonna stay relevant what am i gonna do it's very subjective to you what's relevant is not to what someone else is subject uh, re relevant but then when you're targeting like thousands of people you kind of have a need to have a broader scope see like what sneaker or what brand people are talking about what's trending and see that like i think gary v what he does every week is check twitter trending page and then sees whatever content is trending and then he tries to formulate his content and then put it around that even gary v the guy that has like hundreds and mil hundreds of millions of fo like followers and people that literally just follow him everywhere and people that would watch whatever content he puts out even like the doers of the game still do that so it is a pillar of social media and you know another thing that i think people can really learn from is mistakes so what do you think is a mistake that you made along the way that people can learn from I need to find. Uh, I need to find a good one. Uh, adjusting your expectations. Um, you will, in no doubt, anyone who wants to start something, um, will always, at some point, uh, feel that they they've made it, and that they're on the right track. Um, it's not always the case. Uh, sometimes making it is. Uh, is also relative i mean i thought i made it when i got 500 followers but now i'm like okay no that's uh, that was like one out of a thousand uh, one step i mean so just adjusting your expectations because if you don't uh, and for me that was a mistake uh, not not really um understanding how this dynamic works and you know you think okay i got 500 today i'll get a thousand next week i'll get ten thousand next month this stuff is just gonna put you down and maybe another thing that's also relevant is uh, you need to know when to draw the line so for me my mistake was i let so i, I work a day job uh you know a standard nine to five job and I also have my own personal life at home and my life with my friends. And then I also have uh, like the Sneakers Bil Arabi page. And when you don't draw the line, all this stuff uh, clashes together. And then you'll see me, for example, out with my friends or with my family or even on a date with my wife. And then I'm just holding my phone. I'm like either, <clears throat> either buying sneakers, editing videos. Uh, talking to people, um, same thing for the job. It's very easy for you to just detach from work and then just do something else. And then 
the weekend comes and then you have to catch up with work that you missed and then you have to also make time to see other social aspects of your life but also maintain good engagement on your page so not knowing when to draw the line is is something that people should uh, avoid uh, it got me in a very messy situation uh, but i've moved on from it uh, and i've learned from it Definitely, you'd find me like in class in uni, like technically sitting on my bed, and I have like two screens next to me. One of them would be like the podcast, the stats, and everything, the downloads, or I'm editing, making like videos for it. And then I'd like the professor is talking, and I have no idea what he's talking about. And then I'd have to rewatch the uh, the recording, and then trying to see what I missed. So the, I mean, it takes a lot of trial and error. There is no like uh, set plan for it, or like a bunch of steps that you can follow one, two, three, and then. You're good. I think especially everyone has their own system. Everyone has things that work for them. Like what would work for you might not work for me, but it might work for someone else. So it takes a lot of chat and error, but the process could be very unhealthy if you don't know how to maintain it because then you won't be satisfied with anything. You won't be satisfied with work. You won't be satisfied with your studies. You won't be satisfied with whatever you're doing on the side or your social life. Everything will just crumble on you, you know, because you got to maintain that. Like I was just thinking of this today, the... Um, when you have, when you're doing more than one thing, like for example, in your case, you have like your page, your job, and then the social aspects of your life. It's not just the tasks that come with it, but there's also kind of uh, the stress and the anxiety that comes with every other thing. And then you also have the byproducts of the same thing, just like you have the byproducts of every other thing. So there is a lot more things that we don't factor, but subconsciously they affect us. So you need to be aware of them. So when they do happen, not only are you aware of them, but you kind of understand them so they don't put you down. You know, okay, I was feeling down because all the stress accumulated from whatever. It's fine. Tomorrow we move. You know, now I understood what's wrong and then we move. It's all trial and error. You you, you were talking about the trial and error and uh, the, the stress and trying to manage. And uh, I just want to say that there is, uh, there is no winning formula. I can't tell you that... Uh, you need to uh, allocate one day for this and then one hour for that and then two days for, for whatever. Uh, like you said, it's it's mostly trial and error. Uh, it's just something you have to deal with. Uh, and maybe this is something me and you can tell people who are maybe uh, just now up and coming and they want to start their own thing that this will come, this anxiety, this stress, this feeling that nothing is getting done. But this is this is normal. This is part of the process. There's no winning formula. What I did is different than what you did. It's different than what whoever other person did. But eventually, every other person finds their own e equilibrium. Uh, and like, okay, fine. Now, now I know what I need to do. And you know, so that was your advice for people that want to start out with anything, with any page or any just similar idea on Instagram. But now I want to ask you something very specific about your field. Because, you know, it is, this field has been exploding at an insane rate. And kind of the growth of that field shows where you have the byproducts, which is kind of a, your page is a huge representative of that. The byproducts where it allows people to develop an industry for skin, uh, for skincare, sneaker care uh, stuff. And then you have yourself where you do reviews and then you have a lot of people that pre-sell, that blog about them. And I can keep rambling on forever. But what the question kind of is, if someone wants to start something, especially something similar to what you're doing, that is a page where they talk about shoes and it kind of the whole sneaker industry in general, what are a bunch of tips that you would have for them? Because, you know, you've been doing this for a while now, so you've learned, picked up a bunch of stuff on the way, I'm sure. 
Okay, it's it's a very fair question. I think uh, first and foremost, what you need is you need to have good and sufficient knowledge about uh, sneakers. Not necessarily all the sneakers in the whole world, but at least the stuff you have in hand. And maybe more so the stuff that is relatable or relevant to the people. Uh, I mean, there are many iconic uh, silhouettes and it's very important for you as a person who's into this, who wants to make it in this field to know, for example, why the Air Force One is uh, why the Air Force One is a very successful sneaker, why uh, Jordan Ones are maybe the most sought after pairs of Jordans, why Jordan brand is Jordan brand, what was the deal between Nike and Michael Jordan, why, okay, I'm just going to switch from Nike a bit, why why Adidas has been maybe <laughs> focusing more on innovative tech? Why Yeezys are a thing? Who's behind Yeezys? Why Yeezys stopped being a thing? Uh, why is Puma, for example, picking up pace now? Um, you, you need to have knowledge. This is the most important thing. I don't know everything, uh, but I always find time to do some research. Uh, and I think you need, I mean, obviously you need sneakers. You can't just... Um, talk about sneakers without having a specific sneaker in hand. Um, and you need to maybe do something I'm not doing. Talk about stuff that is easily obtainable. I mean, I try to do this whenever I can, but the general movement of the page is towards, I don't want to say hype items, but stuff that people talk about. Uh, releases that people want that they are maybe limited or rare or collector editions or whatever uh, but um, talking about stuff that you can just get from any store is also a good um, is also a good point so the knowledge the sneakers and maybe being relatable uh, those are the the most important things. Um, I'd also advise anyone who wants to do this to plan it carefully. Uh, sneakers are, in many times, not cheap. Uh, sneaker collectors know that it's a very expensive hobby. Sneaker resellers make their whole living out of this uh, notion. So a little bit of planning goes a very long way in terms of sustaining um, the, the page or the channel or the person behind uh, the review and those stories not going broke as well i mean if, if you're broke you, you you won't have stuff to talk about now lastly i have a question that i genuinely want to know your answer to because you know you know all these stuff about sneakers you've been in the scene for a while and now you start reviewing them so to you what is the holy grail of all the holy grades like if you could have any pair of sneakers in your hand right now what would it be Oh, that's that's very easy. Uh, for me, it will be the uh, Sean Witherspoon collaboration with Nike. Uh, it's the Nike Air Max 197. It's a very unique sneaker. It's a very unique colorway. All other Sean Witherspoon collaborations that came after it did not really deliver uh, the way that sneaker did. It's So it's the Air Max 1 from the midsole and the outsole, but then the whole upper is an Air Max 97. It's, it's, it was such an innovative idea. It's, until this day, one of, 
the most expensive pairs. Uh, okay, maybe not the most expensive, but they 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 can rack up a good um, price tag. Uh, they they're so nice. They're they're very nice to look at. Uh, whenever I see them, uh, I always just take a minute to uh, to just admire and appreciate the the, the entire thought process uh, that gave uh, that gave off this. Uh, this sneaker uh, i hope one day i'll be able to get it uh, i came close once but then i mean i didn't and maybe that was a mistake at that time but who knows well on that note once again thank you so much for joining me and everyone make sure to check out your uh, your page at sneakers Arabi. like i was saying earlier i genuinely love your content it is very re- relatable and i'm sure you guys will too Thank you, Ali. It was it was really nice, you know, to to get on a uh, like a platform and just talk about this whole thing, why it started, what's going on, and where I want to go with it. So yeah, thanks again for having me. Once again, thank you for tuning in, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Ali or follow the podcast so you can know when the next episode is out. <laughs>